Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 645 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined by Ben Funky Askren. Kyle Brackey, we are all wearing gray shirts. I don't know why. Maybe we're gray shirting. Maybe we're gray shirting. We're, Michael yeah, Beard uh, gray shirted. And oh then you red shirted. Oh boy. And now Michael I don't know what's gonna need it. He's gonna need a gray shirt again. Now his now his shirt's gonna have a zipper. It's just gonna be a warm-up top because Max Dean is going to Penn State. Holy cow, that's where we're starting. Um you know, we talked about this last week. I think Ben poo-pooed when when uh, I said I he's did. going to Penn State. He said, No way. I said, Ben, you should listen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I that that felt like that Cornell. I mean, I, I'm right that Cornell Penn State thing, that was a rivalry for quite a while. Um, you know, going back to Bozak and Quentin Wright, all the way through Yanni and Zane. I didn't, you know, I didn't really feel like those guys liked each other. And so the fact that they would head over there, I thought the Michigan thing made way more sense. That's where they're from. They have a lot of connections there. Seemed to fit in the lineup really well. Uh, they didn't seem to fit in Penn State's lineup. So, yeah, I, th- I thought you were wrong. Turns out I'm wrong. Well, you never know with these things, um, first of <laughs> all. Second of all, yeah, I think the points you're you're hitting on are interesting. And there's like a thousand different layers you can go with this. But the Cornell-Penn State aspect of it, I find very interesting. Because yeah. just look at the history. You referenced the history. But let's go a, a level deeper. 2011 – if Andrew Long doesn't transfer to Penn State, Cornell's national champions, right? Yeah. So they like yep. they they've just so they've kept Cornell from hitting the mountaintop in the past, and now Cornell and Rob Cole has candidly said this: we can't win nationals every year. It's got the we can't formulate a lineup yep. the, with the restrictions we have. It's not that easy. But next year was going to be one of those culminating points for Cornell. It was supposed to be last year. Correct. Then Ivy pulled the plug, which is part of the problem. But this year they were gonna they were gonna push. Now Iowa was gonna be a lot to contend with, and Penn State was certainly gonna be excellent next year, even without Max Dean. But to to have the the forty five ish point swing from Cornell minus to Penn State plus, that has got to be a gut punch of gut punches to his Can we say I, I want to address that forty five point swing right there, Christian? Okay, I, oh, I was spitballing. Two, two, Please don't hold me to it. Two key points. Two key points. Chris Foca did just beat Max Dean. That, in fact, happened. Okay? Um, so, I guess we would assume that Foca would have went down. Dean would have went in there. I guess that's what we're assuming. But if D- D- Foca stays at 84, not a gigantic drop-off. Number two, Max Dean going up to 97. Is he really that big of an upgrade over Michael Beard? Because is- I'm anti-Beard, but you guys love Beard. Well, I'm not anti beard. I just is it because we no can't grow beards? Maybe that's why. I think. Why. I think. I don't know if we love them. I think we have just pushed back against your you unnecessary to, listen, hate. You on said you was an NCAA Correct. qualifier I said this he's season. A seven through twelve guy. No, no. At one point, you were not sure he was <laughs> going to qualify. This no, year, that is not true at all, Chris. You are mis misrepresenting what I said. You no. said who is the least likely of Penn State to qualify? He was the seventh seed in a bracket that got six auto qualifiers. So therefore, yes, he was the most likely not to qualify. That was the question. That right. was the question. Don't misrepresent me. That was okay. the question. 
That's that's a spin zone, but that's fine. Uh, but you are you are a Michael Beard. Uh, not you're not a huge fan of believer, him. not a believer, not a believer. I'm not I'm not a believer. That's fair. Okay, no one's fair. Um, I I believe he is an upgrade, and I believe you are seeing. I I, I don't think there's a. I think you see this move because there's not a ton of confidence in in Michael Beard. I think there the expectations at Penn State. I I know he's a freshman All American with four years left, but. The standard at Penn State is different, and I think you're the there's a little writing on the wall there that they would go out and and get someone like Max Dean, who has two years left. When they have a guy like Michael Beard, I think they're saying, "Hey, we're, I don't if we want to beat Iowa, Kale is always looking to improve his team." On the one hand, right? So if they can get Dean in and they can get him to commit to come to Dean, and who knows how much money is 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 being distributed to Max Dean? There's, I don't a, know. Where, there's a good chance. Where's Michael much. Beard gonna go? Well, do you mean what team, or do you mean what he, weight? He should leave. He should leave. Well, the, I, I think Penn State is. Um, I think the. I think the writing's on, on the wall. He's I don't know if he's. He, he should take off. Where should he go? Well, there's there's plenty of places uh, there's that he could go. But before we do that, maybe maybe this inspires Beard, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for the spot," and uh, you know. I think he could be tough to contend with, but I think the fact that he's coming and Max, you know, Gabe on the interview with Chael said, hey, he's going to go 97, he thinks. Uh, that's That to me says this is the plan and Beard can yep. fight for the spot, but ultimately I think Penn State believes Max Dean will win this spot, right? Yes. So... Um, uh, Malvern did say on Twitter, Malvern Prep Wrestling, where he went, uh, Michael Beard, that is, because uh, there were rumors going around that he was going to have some kind of surgery or red shirting, and they said Beard is not hurt, nor is he red shirting or having surgery. Nor can he red shirt. Um, and Cody Arnold, friend of the show, said, "How about transferring?" Because I'm sure as a Minnesota fan, he would love to have him. And Malvin Prep said, "Why transfer the easy way out? You go to Penn State to win. That he has and will continue to do." And and that's the other thing. Well, that um, that is Malvin Prep's opinion, not Michael Beard's opinion. FYI. Well, uh, right. He went to Melbourne. Yeah. But you have to imagine there someone didn't know. Yeah, since they knew he wasn't having surgery. I, and I would say that's something you've seen at Penn State. You got guys like, I mean, look at look at just in this weight range in the past. You had Shakur Rashid who was on the outside, and people are like, "Hey, you should transfer, et cetera, et cetera." He's like, "No, mm-hmm. I, this is this is my my best chance to win a national title is here, and I'm gonna get be my best version of myself here. So I'm not leaving. I'm gonna." Right here, Anthony Kassar. How many different places could he have gone? How many times could he have left and been a starter? Paid his dues, got in the lineup, beat Gable twice. Like that's that kind of thing is why I actually don't really think he will end up transferring. Um, I just think they okay they get guys this, to stick around. Uh, under under uh, NCA standards, how many years does Gabe have, or does Gabe does Max have left two? two. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, let's let's be I, clear. I this guess I'll have two years after that. Yeah. He would have two years after that if he wanted to stick around and do the extra year. It would be his really sixth or seventh year post-collegiate. Yeah. Five. It would be his seventh year post-collegiate because yeah. he gray-shirted, then red-shirted. Uh, <laughs> but oh, but think about with, with Max, you know, as you know, people are wondering, how do they have money for all these guys? Listen, Max Dean... And these guys, they, they live, they're willing to sacrifice. Max Dean, 
you know, he took an Olympic red shirt for, you know, he, he was never going to make the Olympic team, but he take an Olympic red shirt just so, you know, they can preserve the eligibility, et cetera, et cetera. These guys will put their life on hold. They will make sacrifices for wrestling betterment, right? So don't yeah. be surprised when guys will go to a discount, go for a discount to a place like Penn State. Yep. The, the interesting wrinkle here is uh -oh. Max Max was, well, there's a thousand. Uh, among them is uh, apparently he was going to go to South Dakota State. That was a thing. Like they thought, Cornell oh, thought, Cornell thought, he was going there, and Max had apparently said to the team, "I'm not going to Penn State." And so there's all these other layers of like so things change, but uh, with with Max's decision throughout the process, right? Um, yeah. And what what a wrinkle! What so it's like an extra twist that, and you saw it on Twitter yesterday that the Cornell team they is weren't like, happy. They, this is not some hey, good yeah. luck, you're my teammate. It was like screw you. You should not have left. Your reasons are BS because you, you've got Yanni mm. tweeting the um, the message from, I guess, the Cornell president. I'm not sure, but basically saying, "Hey, we're gonna have sports next year." The long and short of this this seek of this message is, "Hey, we're gonna have a team." And Yanni tweets the frog in the cup of tea, saying, "But that's just uh, what is it? What's the meme? That's just that's, that's just none, me. That's, that's none, none of my business. business yeah, that's none of my business. Um, uh, that's what that meme means." Really? Yeah. yeah, it's like the Kermit the Frog drinking so the tea. It's like you're just, you're you're so just you're sitting I in the background. It's ben, like, that meme is maybe four someone, years old. It's very I'm, old. I'm drinking my coffee. <laughs> I, sometimes I'm not hip with what pop culture is doing here. Um, I listened to I listened to Gabe on, on uh, with Chael, and I didn't really fully disagree with a lot of the things he was saying. If they were really making Gabe Dean go be a hall monitor and make people wear masks outside outside man i can't get that i can't get down with that um you know and the vaccination is something i will probably not get because i don't feel like i'm at risk and and younger people if you look at the statistics they are not really at risk the, the amount of mortalities for younger people is really really minimal i've been running a wrestling school for the last now now year I'm, we're getting close to a year we've been open and have had z zero issues at all so I, I don't disagree with the points Gabe and Max are making. And if they feel like their freedoms are being infringed upon and they don't want to be there, they don't have to be there. That's the decision um, they're making. That's their decision to make. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, no one's disagreeing with that. And I it sucks that Gabe's job description got changed and he was having to do these yeah. things that were yeah like mask and breaking up large groups of gatherings and stuff like that like obviously a wrestling coach shouldn't have to be doing that um i guess i would just push back on what gabe said um i mean they were those were the restrictions at every college in america um and now the ncaa is is changing the guidelines to where if you are vaccinated you no longer have to quarantine if you're contact traced like you would have before. Right. Um, so I think there's advantages in getting it done, and I understand that's a that's a personal choice. Um, but I think it would benefit him from from getting it done to where you don't have to do these daily tests. You don't have to you don't have to contact trace after all this stuff. I don't know. I just felt like a lot of the stuff he was saying was happening at campuses all across America, and is it going to be too much different? 
um, at Penn State. I mean, outside of the Ivy League, the Big Ten was the strictest with the COVID protocols, yeah. uh, with the number of days they had to sit out, whether you tested positive or were contact traced. I mean, they literally tried to stop America from playing football. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they thought everyone would fall in line with them, and they only brought it back because they were so embarrassed by what happened. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I just I f- feel like... Part of me, part of me thinks this was happening a, a long time coming. Gabe Dean mm-hmm. on the interview said he's been working on starting a business for eight months. Okay, so if he was doing that, he moved back to Michigan. He's running a, a, a business out of Michigan for the last eight months. It sounds like Gabe was definitely leaving Cornell, not just yeah. recent, right? That was yes, he did sounds like that. he was going uh-huh. to leave, right? So if he was going to leave, then it would kind of make sense that. It would not surprise me if Max was considering leaving long before uh, the Ivy restrictions or whatever uh, was going on. Now, well, the Ivy restrictions started more than a year ago, right? obviously. yeah, Right, but I'm saying that it wasn't made because they thought Ivy's weren't going to have a season the next year. It was made, yeah. they, they were going to go. Like, he wanted to be with his brother. His brother was leaving, so he was going to find his next spot, and that was going to be happening Um Regardless, that's how, that's how it looks to me. If if Gabe was starting a business eight months ago and he's been pouring his his time into that, that that says to me that you know he was probably going in. Gabe made it clear to say it wasn't about they have nothing, no issues with Cornell wrestling. They love Cornell wrestling. Um, it's all about the university yeah. and their their policies, etc. Um, so it's a it's a. Pretty wild situation. It's wild because of the teams he's going to. It's wild because of the reasons. These are, you know, unique reasons to to leave a school that we haven't really really heard before. Um, and you know, the questions for for lineup immediate for Penn State immediately come into question. Like who's going up? Right. You've got two eighty four pounders, probably the number one, number two ranked guys coming into next year, with with respect to Trent Hidley in there as well. And then okay, who's going up? Is it Aaron? Because I kind of thought, and I'm curious for your Gabe thoughts on says, this. What you say? Gabe said Max is going up. Gabe said right. Max is going up. Yes, he did. My thought I know what you're was, say, though. My, Aaron is a better. I, their lineup is best with Aaron at 97. Now I don't think he's going to go up. Yep. And but for sure, I would pick Aaron to win 197. I don't know if I would pick Max Dean to win 97. I agree with this sentiment. However, sure. then again, the Penn State list of matches they shouldn't have won and have won historically are kind of immense, right? Um, this is this has happened for for years. I mean, Chinzo had no business beating Imar. Anthony Kassar beat Gable twice. Um, on and on and on. Like they 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 overachieve. I mean, look at look at the NCAA finals this year. They avenged yep. two losses from from Big Tens. Uh, RBY was not supposed to beat Dayton Fix. Um, yeah, I could go on. So I, it's hard to write them off. Write Max Dean off at one ninety seven. Um, but Fast Twitch is there. He just won it as a true freshman. Guys cannot take him down. Is Max Dean going to be able to take him down? I didn't think he'd be able to take Miles Martin down, and he freaking did. That's so, true. Uh, yeah, can't can't count him out at all. So he's, I think, clearly a top three guy at 197 from jump, um, in my opinion. So with that. So, man, 197 is going to be tough next year. Do you guys have a pre-rankings that I can look at? 
Uh, if I go to your... We have the final ones from uh, last year. I do think Spain and I were going to talk about putting together a new set, just taking out people that aren't coming back and, and no. putting Ivy League back in. But looking at the rankings to end last year, Ferrari, Amin, Warner, Bonacorsi, Elam, Woodley, Norfleet, Beard, Buchanan, Adams were the top 10. I mean, Beard, I'm, I'm comfortable putting them above Warner. Yeah, I was going to say, that was going to be my question. Max Dean versus Jacob Warner, go. And it's yeah, it's going to be a close one. Three. Close one. Now, Miles, he is coming back. We don't, but I, I don't wouldn't know. be shocked if uh, your 9, 10, 11, um, sorry, your 9, 10, 11, Buchanan, Adam Schultz, if one of those guys beat Max Dean, I'm also not that surprised. I think if Amin comes back, it's 84, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, think, I agree. Because I think, I think Brucky goes 97. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that'll be, that will be interesting. Um, okay. So I, I agree. You know, get, you kind of alluded to this, but Gabe's job was turned into, like, walking around campus and making kids wear masks and breaking up gatherings and – he had issues with guys getting like uh, apparently a football player nearly got expelled for visiting his family. Like uh, I, I understand that uh, why that could other oh another juicy nugget. He wait, so how did he get wait? Let me ask you this: and how if he, if he pledged the oath to, to police campus? I know them dudes are wrestling. So did he not have to tell on them or what? I don't know. Well, I don't know. You know I don't know they, the they were wrestling. The, were they wrestling at the? Friedman Center on campus know. or what? Probably not. Probably, okay, some, probably somewhere he, else. Yeah. It, his his responsibility was probably what was going on on campus. Not, okay. not a, He's not an officer for the city of Ithaca. Okay, cool. I like that. Um, so Yanni41 was Gabe's prediction for next year. Yes. Which is interesting because we've been kind of like, well, maybe he goes up. Maybe he goes up to 49. And... You know what is what does Penn State do? I think Nicholas stays at one forty one personally, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Any other? What else do we want to talk about? I think I think just the the Penn State magnet and what this just means for wrestling as or you yes. know American wrestling as a whole is just the most notable thing. It's like you have three basically faces of programs. That have like left really good programs to go to Penn State. Snyder started yes. it from Ohio State, where he won the Olympics and two world titles, and goes to Penn State. Gilman yep. was the face of Iowa wrestling for a couple of seasons, goes to Penn State, and now you have kind of like apart from Kyle Dake, this iconic sort of Cornell family with the deans, like leaving, yep. and then Max goes to Penn State. So the the message that sends nationally is just can't be ignored it's not that it wasn't somewhat of a prevailing sentiment among the among the community and recruits but now it's like there's just all these examples of guys saying you know what this is the place i have to go the next to get to the next level and that is such a that makes recruiting daunting right that makes it harder and this is it's almost like a saban effect with uh with what, what yeah. you see with alabama football um, just thoughts, Ben, on what this means for the for the landscape. Uh, no, I, I agree with uh, the sentiment you just said. I, I don't think it's quite nearly as notable for me. I mean, it's, it's more impactful to the team race, obviously, but not quite as notable um, as Gilman and Snyder. Uh, and, and because those were, 
kind of mind blowing, and obviously NLWC was probably ahead of everybody that that further established that they were the number one by a mile in the RTC battle. Um, so I, I think those were more notable. I think this is obviously Kale is a magnet. I don't know if we're done seeing people to Penn State. I think it's a trend that will probably continue um, for the foreseeable future. Yes. Um, it's. I mean, it, isn't it obvious? Like, I don't have a relationship with Kale. Um, I would say my feelings are, are, are more positive than negative uh, towards him. Like, I, I think, you know, he's great. and He does a good job. But I, I'm not close to him or anything. But the what he's done for certain people is undeniable, right? I mean, he's taken more people to a higher level than anyone else. Um, you know, the one drawback I would say is, you know, the one that I brought up is like, how did how did how do they have this like literally the best program at RTC in in the country, maybe the world potentially, and yet then they throw some of these backups out there who literally look like they don't belong on a in the Ironman finals high school division. <laughs> You know, so that that would be the one drawback. But other than that, I mean, yeah, if if I'm a very high level person, I'm definitely considering a move to state college. No doubt. Um, is it's funny the parallels between Saban and Kale? Um, you know, uh, Alabama in the past couple weeks has gotten two really high profile transfers: one from Ohio State, one from Tennessee, and. People are, of course, losing their minds because Alabama's been the most dominant program in football, and Nick Saban just signed the highest-rated recruiting class of all time. Now he's signing these two um, awesome transfers, and the clip was going viral yesterday from Saban talking about the transfer portal, and he wasn't the biggest fan of it. And he, But the clip is, I don't think we're going to lose too many guys, but I'm sure we'll pick up some high-quality guys if the opportunity presents itself. And this is, it feels like the exact same thing. You know, I'm, you don't see Penn State guys leave to what you're saying about Beard. And then they go out and they pick up big name guys. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of, you understand it. Like these guys are just about getting to the next level, right? In football and yeah. in wrestling. You look at their, their class of 2017 recruiting class for Alabama. They put eight guys in the first round of the NFL draft. I mean, they had Man, six guys taken in the first round this year and eight in the top 38 picks. You're going to go there. You might not play your first couple years, but when you get on the field, you're going to be put in a position to um, have really high draft stock and become a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, so. Yeah, people get upset. Uh, I'm sure you know college football fans don't like it, but until they're not the seen as the best option, the best place to realize their goals – it's on the other programs to to make yeah. their case, right? I mean, not that it really will probably change anything, but they're I mean they're going to expand the playoff because of this, because really? of just the dominance. Yeah, it it's going to go to probably eight or twelve teams. Oh man, really? Like that I like it. Um, I always thought six would be the answer, but it sounds like it's going to be eight or twelve. Uh, but yeah, they they want to do this because they're sick of Ohio, uh, Alabama and Clemson and. Oklahoma and Ohio State, same like the teams. same teams every year. Yeah, it's the same four pretty much every year, minus maybe one or two different. Um, slip into Notre Dame or Georgia. Slip into Notre Dame, slip into LSU, went on a run. You know, the Georgias, yeah. Yeah. So, crazy, uh, it's a crazy thing. And, you know, I, I <laughs> Evan Wick might go there too. And that's the crazy thing. Evan Wick's in the portal. There was a lot of news dumps after our, our Thursday show. So many Evan news Wick dumps. going in the portal. That was a Friday evening news dump. Yes. Like, 
late Friday evening. There were a few of those. And so now Evan Wick, who, I mean, this has been, the Wick to the Portal has been going on, I want to say, nearly a calendar year. We've been like, huh, rumor. I don't think it was that long. It's it has been it's close. It was Certainly, a while. Early COVID, it was discussed for sure. Early um, COVID? Mm, I don't know, buddy. Well, you would know better than me. I would know. I don't we've think been, it was that early. We've been talking about it for a while. Okay. Fair um, enough. And now he's now he's in the portal, and the the obvious initial link is Cal Poly, where his brother is, mm-hmm. where he is from, California. That makes sense in a lot of ways. But obviously Penn State is reaching out, and yep. Wick has one year left. They need a 65. I'm not sure Facundo is an instant impact type of guy, right? I think he's a guy who if he wrestled right now and he was yes. their, their guy, he would qualify, and I think he would win matches. I would expect like a, a Robbie Howard true freshman kind of year level production where you see the glimpses you think he's in the matches he maybe beats some good guys but ultimately probably falls a little short at 65 Uh, but with a year of of development who knows so that's kind of how i see facundo and to to unseat iowa who is bringing back everyone they're gonna need they're gonna need production at 65 i believe real production and wick could bring that even though he maybe won't beat marinelli anymore and that remains to be seen, but right? But he may, though. But he may. Well, he does. And he has. Yeah, certainly won't. I mean, Marinelli, Marinelli, I don't know if you remember, but he just missed All-American at the NCAA tournament a couple months ago. So may, maybe Wick doesn't have to worry about Marinelli. That's very true. He may not. Yeah. He may not. And also, Makai Lewis is, is looks like he's going up. Shane Griffith looks like he's yep. going up. Going up. So now we're looking at, you know, uh, the, the big favorite, who, who's going to be the favorite at 65? I mean, is it Marinelli again? Is it, um, you know, Wick's going to be in the mix for a top four um, very reasonably, right? Um, oh, yeah. And also his losses to Marinelli have been super close, um, as, super I, close. as I recall. And none of them, I don't believe any of them have been at the NCAA tournament, which we know is Alex's kryptonite. Yeah, I can look that. I'm on Wick's wrestling side. I was just looking to see how he did against Jake Wenzel. He beat him back in 2018, 6-3. That was a while ago. Wentz obviously, really yeah, he's um, so lost four two in the duel to Marinelli in twenty nineteen, two one six four sudden victory. Lost those, lost four three, and then of course when he almost dang near tech fault him at NCAA's <laughs> his freshman year. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I don't know how much Ben wants to talk about Evan Wick. Because he's like friends with them. Uh, I'll, I'll, I mean, the, the truth is, it's going to be Penn State or Cal Poly at this point. I don't think he knows. Um, and when he does, I will let him make that announcement. Yes, of course. Ben yeah. Ben has a big mouth, but when it comes to uh, <laughs> secret keeping, he will do it, and he will not. He will not Ooh. budge. Because you, will, do, well, you but I, I, Christian, I always tell you. I here's my disclaimer. If you don't tell me it's a secret, I'm just talk about it because I don't really have very many secrets, so I just talk about whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless you inform me that it is a secret, I need to keep quiet. Once I need to keep quiet, I'm like a steel trap. Yeah, <laughs> I remember you wouldn't tell, you would not give it up. You knew which weight Jaden was going for the Olympics, and uh, you would not. Mm, he give told it me up. at a Mexican restaurant in uh, what <laughs> October of uh, the year before. Okay, is that a Mexican? Re- That's your first clue. 
You know, he's going up. He's eating Mexican food. He's going it up to 97 It was a delicious burrito. Man, sounds great. Speaking of Jaden Cox, he said a lot of things <laughs> in this article. <laughs> he, um, he, the here's the headline. Jaden Cox drops Olympic wrestling appeal, plans to bring the wrath of God on the mat. So I think the biggest news is they're not pursuing the whatever, yeah. the special wrestle off, the whatever. I think the writing was always on the wall there that that was a really long shot for them, right? There had been other, I don't believe there was, there's examples of precedence with injuries and things of that nature for the guy sitting out. But if you're not the guy sitting out, and even still, when he, even if he was, if, if him and Kyle Snyder were in flip rolls and he was the guy sitting out and he didn't make weight on that day, I don't, I still think it's a super long shot for him to, to get that exemption or whatever it would have required. Um, just because he was there, it wasn't an injury, it was just a weird miscommunication for um, the, the whole deal. So I felt like it was a long shot all along, and now, you know, the, him dropping a lawsuit, which I think I think is probably the right move. One, it's be, it would be financially exhaustive for yep. for him to pursue that, right? And two, it's like okay, move move on, move forward. Like what's next, right? And now he's going to wrestle at yeah. Poland at 92, which is the uh, it's a ranking event, I believe. So he's going to pursue that, and then. He can always go up to 97, which I think he truly wants to do. He wants to be at 97. He wants to he wants to take the spot from Kyle Snyder and be the man and and you know wrestle Sajulayev and do all that stuff. So I I see him if if Kyle doesn't medal, which Kyle has medaled every single time, it's unlikely to see him not meddling. Um, you know he'll go he'll go down, but if he doesn't, then he'll go up. Yeah. Um... So uh, you you kind of went on for a while there, so I I didn't get to interject about Sorry. the article specifically. Uh, no, it's all good. Everything was good. Um, but you know, Jaden is traditionally a more, a more defensive wrestler. I mean, his def- defense and his ability to not get scored on is I don't know. It's up there with the best guys in the world for sure. And so the notion that he's going to become this offensive juggernaut and bring the wrath of God on everybody or whatever he said specifically that i mean listen i want to see it I, I would be very intrigued to see what he could do offensively by bringing the wrath of god on people i just have a hard time seeing him at age 25 completely change uh the style to which he wrestles um uh, but you never know i'm in for it if he does well i i wouldn't take i don't take that as some prediction of like 10 owing everyone in the world i just i think oh wouldn't that be awesome oh my gosh yeah I, I take it as listen. I'm coming and I'm taking I'm taking the spot. I'm not giving it back. Um, that's how I take it. Um, he did say I'm here okay. to destroy people's lives. Now I'm here to take people out. I'm he here did to tear. Say that. Um, I don't know. It sounds like the ten awesome dudes. Christian, the world yeah, is Maybe going like, to burn snap their neck on from the how out. bad I'm going to destroy it. So let's have some yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like ten O's to me, Christian. It doesn't sound like a lot of criteria victories. <laughs> He's kind of. Uh, I'm in for that, man. How long are we gonna have to wait for this freaking Cox Snyder match? It's just it has to happen. Yeah. Well, if Kyle if Kyle wins a medal, it ain't happening for a, a minute. Man, they should just wrestle. 
They should just do a match. Yeah, on a flow card or something like that. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, hey, wait. Hey. Can I bring up a topic? Yeah. Um, kind of just off the cuff, noticing someone in the chat said something about Iron Man. And it made me think. And you know what? People predicted when the portal became more accessible that, you know, the, the people would transfer to the, the bigger powers. And now, you know, I, I actually probably, I think I pushed back on that and said, I, you know, it'll, it'll happen here and there, but maybe not all often. When is the next time that we're going to see a team win a national title, which has not got, which has not gotten a significant amount of transfers? So I was Iowa, Lugo, DeSanto, Ironman. Um, I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. And now Penn State got Michael Beard. I'm sorry, Michael Beard, Max Dean. Um, and you know, we, they they may get more. Um, do you think we're going to see a time when, when there's a team that gets everyone from, you know, red shirt? And I'm not, I'm not saying better or worse. I'm just saying this, yeah. I'm, I'm asking the question is with, from high school recruits and then keeps them all the way through and that they have that team. That's that team. No, I do not. Gonna, I think there will be at least one. I'm not going to say a significant amount, but I would say there will yeah. be at least one transfer. To fill in the gap, because you know, I mean, you kind of know, like going into you know, Michigan, will be another team that's in contention, got a lot of transfers. You, you at least know, usually going into the following year, okay, this team's going to be good. This team's going to be, you know, there's a couple that are going to really challenge for a national title. And if people in the portal look for a home and they want to win a national title and be part of a good team, they kind of have an idea of which couple they're going to pick. Yes. Um. How, now, my question: When's the, what's the last team that hasn't? I. Th- the 2019 Penn State, did they? Who were their big transfers? I don't know if they had any. 2019 or 2018. Well, yeah, but the transfer portal thing is new, is newer. Right. So it started in 2018. Just, it, it, it's been an. Ex- I mean, there, there's been basically Soriano started the mobility. Like he was the fir- one of the first ones to transfer, and yeah. from that point on, who has tried to transfer that's been denied? Who's not been able to go where they wanted to go? It's something you've seen. Pretty, um, I don't know, historical. I mean, the 2018 team, I think they had a Keener or a Carson Kuhn transfer at Penn State, but those don't, I mean, those were not yeah, productive. not a big one. I mean, if they qualify for NCAAs and they're on the team, it counts. I know, but come on, they didn't. It doesn't matter. They're on the team. All right, so it was, I guess that's been. If they qualify for NCAAs and they score a point, it counts. Okay. Yeah. That counts. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking four because obviously it, it's likely. Okay, so the four, the four that are probably the most likely. 2019 was a lot. Penn State had no transfer score points in 2019. But so the the big four for next year, they all have transfers. So obviously Penn State, um, Iowa, Arizona State's getting Kyle Parco, and I believe someone else has transferred in there, uh, Michael McGee, um, or Michael yeah. McGee, and then Michigan obviously has the Brookie transfer. Um, and they've had a few others. So, yeah. Kaden Store. Kaden Store, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a big – yeah, moving forward, it's going to be a big thing. And they're going to – we've been talking about it, that coaches and staffs are going to have money set aside for – specifically for the transfer portal. And it's – I mean, it's changing every sport. Um, You know, in football, you can sign up to 25 high school recruits a year, and you're seeing schools take less and less – like 17, 18, and then go fill the rest with transfers. Yeah, and you get... So it's changing every sport. It's a big advantage because, you know, you just have so much more. There's always the question, how do they get translate from high school to college? The gap is insane. 
in football and in wrestling, obviously. Now you've got a year to see what this guy is or who they're going to be. And There's less unknown about it. Absolutely. So you can understand the fit. So it, it makes sense. Whereas, you know, some of these high school guys are um, – Now, it's not to – it has to be noted that these, the mobility is not just one way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Penn State yeah. – you know, Brody Teske was the – what, the fifth seed? He transferred from Penn State to UNI. Yep. And Jared Verclaren yep. is an NCAA qualifier who transferred from Penn State to UVA. So you're going to see it work, work both Wait, ways. Wait, Verclaren went to Virginia? Yes. Yes. Since when? A couple few, weeks. A few weeks ago. Oh, shoot. Okay. I guess we can talk about it on the show. Uh, but, yeah, so he's going to UVA. So you're going to see it. It's, it's going to happen. Some of these guys are, are going to end up going. Um, yeah. Teske's no, really kind of like great. the I biggest mean, oh. name, though, to leave Penn State before, like, graduating. Like, well, Verclearing. Well, huh? Sir, Suriano. Suriano, right. Okay. So, yeah, you have two guys there, but, um, I mean, they're still doing more pickups than they are. Oh, for sure. Losses. Yes. And, I mean, Verclearing yes. graduated. You know, mm-hmm. he's a grad transfer. Pfeiffer's a grad transfer. He's in the portal as well. He never qualified for NCAAs, but Jordan he's been Pagano. a guy. Been a guy we've seen uh, wrestle for yes. Penn State. Yeah, uh, I think Jordan Pagano back in the day was was one that transferred. He went from Penn State to Rutgers. Rutgers, yeah. And no one cared about that. I don't think uh, Penn State said boo about that one. But then when <laughs> Nick wanted to transfer, that was an issue. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I uh, yeah. Overall, I love the athlete mobility. I love that they have the ability to go other places and find the place that's right for them. I've been on record saying this because, of course. Yeah, I mean, 18-year-old kids make bad decisions and go places that they don't really want to be, and they should have the ability to leave without having to sit out a year of their life. Right. Austin Boone is leaving. That was, uh, I mean, he was a number two or three guy. Um, he, he's already taking off. Um, so, you know, Penn State actually has a, a few guys in the portal this year. He didn't even wrestle a match. I don't know. That must just not have been a good fit. He was number 34 yeah. on the big board. Remember, he was a really late signee. To that Penn yep, State class, <clears throat> and I wonder if he was because he was kind of a late riser. I wonder if he was kind of a casualty to the um, no visits, um, things oh, getting yeah, shut something. down, and uh, you know Penn State jumped in there late and got him. Uh, I haven't heard about where he might be headed. And it's interesting because it's a, it's a true weight of need for Penn State. Yeah, fifty-seven, sixty-five. They, you know, Bergie's done unfortunately with injuries. Retired. Um, speaking of retired, Gomez unretired. We talked about that, but now Iowa's reached out. They're in the mix. Gomez, for, Iowa doesn't make any sense. Why? Why is he going to Iowa? Well, what if Jaden moves up? Then where's Max Buren going? Well, I don't know. Max Buren's gonna go back down. What and beat out Austin Gomez? I'm picking Austin Gomez in that match. I think Buren's Come on. big. You think Murin beats? Uh, you're you're convinced that Murin would would beat Gomez. Gomez has a, Gomez has a wrestled a competitive match in in how long? And Max Murin has been a very solid top ten guy at both one forty one and one forty nine. So yeah, why is Iowa reaching Max out Murin. then? I have no idea. That's well, why who I'm has more information? Well, yeah, but but I mean, here's my thing: when you've got when Penn State is reaching out, when Iowa is reaching out. Doesn't that say everything? Yeah, that said, that tells you that tells you things. Are right, you don't reach out to Austin Gomez to create when, when if you think Max Murin or Jaden or whatever you reach out to him so he can help your team, right? 
Kale yeah. reaches out to Max Dean because he thinks he can help their team. So that to me, it says mm-hmm. it says a lot about what they think about Beard. It says what they maybe think about if if Jaden's going to move. Maybe up. they just don't want him on helping another team. That's true. About that could be that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, how many years of eligibility does Austin Gomez have left? Because maybe it's that. He has three years left. So maybe, maybe, so all of those guys, twenty-five through forty-nine, are all done next year, correct? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's something like that. It's like, hey, we'll figure out. It could be something like this. Maybe we'll figure out next year for maybe, maybe get in the lineup. Maybe you don't. But then you still have two years left. And maybe this is yes. totally speculative, but totally. Uh, what I'm theorizing is like, listen, you probably need a year getting back in it, getting back in shape, getting back, you know, getting your timing right. And then mm-hmm. next year you're going to be fully ready to go. So yeah. maybe it's a little bit at that angle. I don't know if that's Austin's intentions or Iowa's intention, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of my read yeah. on it. Um, and if they're reaching out, then they, they think there's a spot for him. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I it does, on on the surface do, doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me, um, but obviously, like you said, they know more than I do, so I guess it makes yeah. sense to them. Yeah, I would have never put Iowa on the short list, uh, but but yeah, you know, they're in the mix, and who knows if he'll go there? Um, that that may not be the fit, but I'm sure they're they're listening. Okay, yeah, we're we're. we're we're chewing through all these topics. There's so many. There's a lot to get to. Brief note, we talked about this guy last week, Jacason Burks. He oh. is now in the portal. We're talking about, you know, I think we, I may have even said, like, I don't see him ever starting. Like we did, yes. I think it doesn't make sense. And the next thing you know, he's, he's in the portal. And it, it, it makes sense because this is a guy <laughs> that can, he could start some different places. I think we might see another little rash of portal guys because school's finishing up. And they might right. be having, like, um, Meetings, around. meetings they with want coaches to keep on good terms while they still practiced there, and now the school's done. And they got to see the guy. Well, that and I think you might out. be you might be having sit downs with the coaches, you know, uh, before sure. you leave, like yeah. formulating the summer plan, uh, your future here, and uh, you know, writing might become clear on the wall. Like I might not get in the lineup for a couple of years, or maybe at all, or I'm mm-hmm. always going to have to be battling with somebody. Um, yeah. So uh, we might see another little uptick. And guys yeah. going in the portal, school finishes up here. But you know, so I, you know, I was actually talking to a college coach yesterday about how some of these college guys—they're like, they haven't developed the amount of confidence they need to say what they actually think and say what they need to say in front of college coaches, because a lot of these college coaches are very intimidating to not only high school athletes but but college athletes. And so, like I said, a lot of these college kids—if they—if they said, "Hey, I'm out of here." Uh, a month ago, the college coach would say, well, you are no longer welcome to practice in our room. See ya, right? Um, you know, Jared Kratiger was no longer welcome to practice once he went to the portal. And, right, that, that's what happens. And so some of these college kids who are scared to face their college coaches may wait till they're done with school, which is, this to your point, this week, and then say, okay, uh, I don't got to go see John Smith anymore because he's going to chew my ass. And I can say I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm never going to see the dude again. Yeah, that does make it a lot easier. I'm, I'm sure that's a big part of it as well. Speaking yeah. of uh, your boy Kratiger, he's going to Minnesota. He's going to Minnesota. Oh, yeah. wow. You know, not too far there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what? 
Going across the border. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, you guys like it up there. The, us you know, nor- it's northern people. Oh, what do you mean? What are you talking about? We love it up there. <laughs> uh, I was just dying laughing the whole time. I was I was in the Dells again. We had Freestone Garco State, and I'm in the Dells again. This oh, how'd you do? How how'd the old AWA do there? We had we had a great weekend. Uh, but I'm, I was dying laughing because the accents and you. I was just thinking about you guys. <laughs> Listen, they are bad. They're bad. I will not lie. You guys are correct. But then you guys further embellish upon well, how bad course. they are. <laughs> yeah, why not there? You know, it's, it's, it's just fun. Oh, Wisconsin people. It's all in good oh, fun there, Bean. Yeah, you They're do so the nice. same with your Oklahoma and your southern accents. No, I think I'm straight on on that one. It's no different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm deadly accurate. Listen, I've watched Making a Murderer. I've learned these people. <laughs> oh, my I've, God. I've spent time Those with the Dells. people. <laughs> How far is the oh. Dells from Manitowoc County? How well, did I not Google so this? So I'm here. Dells is here. Manitowoc County is up here. Oh, wow. Could, we I, up was there. I wasn't. Could you see that on the screen? Yeah. yeah. We see you. All right. You got the fists of moving there. <laughs> Look like one of your MMA mixed martial arts fights there, Ben. Two and a half hours from oh. Wisconsin Dells to Manitowoc. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I said it. Man, uh, Manitowoc. I said it wrong for basically the entire time since I've been aware of it. I can't ever get it right. Brecky, you should come do a Wisconsin tour. You could go to the Dells, watch some wrestling, maybe Kids Nationals. Then you go to Manitowoc and you see the, you know, the making a murder stuff. And then you go down to Haunchyville and you, you know, you got a and little triangle going on. And then I go there. to Green Bay and I yell at Brian Gutekunst and tell him what an idiot he is. And I take That's back over my close. franchise. I, I, I take That's over. That's very close the to throne. Manitowoc. Yes, it's close. It's probably thirty minutes. As the one true Green Bay Packers owner, he is the owner. It's all. It's right next to the lake there. Oh yeah, Manitowoc is on the lake. Up. Yes. Oh. Lake Michigan. Oh, wow. Who'd have thought? Oh, that's just right down the road from Green Bay there, yeah. I bet I bet the uh, the Bianchi family, they're right up there in two rivers right next to Manitowoc. They'd probably host you, Kyle. Okay. Oh, man. This I'm is down. All, everything is coming together. <laughs> this is wonderful. Okay, it is not coming together for Team USA's Olympic team any further. We are not. Oh, um, man. We are not sending any additional people. Jordan, oh, my gosh. It was so brutal. He was looking at all his matches were like, like heart attack matches. They were like close and tense and up to the last little bit. But he was he was looking really good and really yes. strong. And then we can pull some of that match and really the beginning. I knew I I watched Jordan the whole tournament. I watched Gadjev the whole tournament. I knew the kind of match that both guys wanted to wrestle. In the first minute, you saw the match was being wrestled exactly how Gadjev wanted it to. This guy. <laughs> Position, low, forward, takes ground, and he was immediately getting to his ties and, yes. and slowing down Jordan and controlling center. And I, that first minute, I, I was like, he's, he's in trouble. This could be a really, really tough match because if you watch a lot of international wrestling, you know, understand <laughs> that your ability to hold center is – how you get up guys put on the shot clock. This is exactly how he yes. beat Lamtadzi. He didn't do anything. He took zero shots, but he held center, got Lamtadzi on the clock twice, and he won. And he's that's the he built a style around the rules. He gamed it a little bit. But you know, it's so it, let me ask you this, wrestling. Christian. Um now I don't like I don't like that you can be less aggressive but have your ass to center. And the other clock, I don't like that. If I were to make it, I would change that, right? 
But so when you say game the rules, we all know what the rules are. I mean, you're you're spelling it out here, and then it's 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 not called differently than what you're saying. It's called exactly to the way you're saying. Right. So how is that specifically game rules? It sounds like um, what they've deemed to be offensive and aggressive, he's doing. Therefore, he's getting rewarded. That doesn't sound like gaming to me. Um, maybe, maybe it just sounds like bad rules. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, because I think the intent of the rule is okay. Um, trying to think of another example of like gaming the rules. Like, there's a rule and there's a good rule, but there's ways there's ways to exploit and take advantage of a lot of different rules, right? And I think this is well, just it, it, a very specific example yeah. of how you can game a pretty good rule. And I think in general the uww rule works and there's not there's few guys that can like impose this kind of uh um a strategy on people like we don't have a lot of americans well, that can do this there's not a lot of guys in the world that can yeah. do this like lamtazi so, is I a world say, silver medalist I mean, yeah so i i would say i mean one of the things i actually don't like about the shot clock thing is that Generally speaking, it goes back and forth. It goes blue and then red, red and then blue, blue mm -hmm. and then red. And it's almost always one than the other, which me, in my estimation means that they don't really give a crap who is offensive. They're going to put one clock guy on the shot clock and then the other. Um, you noted one instance right here where um, Godziev put Lomatazi on the shot clock twice, which I actually I think that would be more indicative of if there's one guy who is very offensive and aggressive, the other guy's putting on the shot clock multiple times. Obviously, in this match, Oliver gets put on the shot clock. Godziev doesn't because he's his ability to hold center. So I actually think most of the time, um, who's who's being put on the clock is not indicative of who's actually aggressive because they're putting both guys on the shot clock if it's a close match. True. Um, that is true. But we've seen it um, like in Dake Burroughs, 2017 U.S. Open. Dake got put on the clock twice despite – scoring the point in the match and the reason was because dake kept uh i guess they said jordan controlled a little bit but the main thing was dake was hitting a knee a bunch and wrestling from a knee that was considered passively put on the clock i think yes. i think those are the those are the kind of things they look at and i think one issue especially in america is that you know i know i call it this i call it the shot clock but it's not a shot clock it's called the activity clock so i think in the back of our heads mm. we're like thinking Folk style stalling rules. Mm -hmm. Your shots yes. are mm -hmm. what get you uh, not put on the shot clock, but that's not the case. It's your position on the mat. It's how you control center. Which and now if it was now think of this, Ben. Game probably spiritually we would say it would be better if the guy who's shooting more doesn't get put on the clock. But you can game that just as well. Oh, I changed my level. I slapped at a leg. You could game that if you yeah. wanted to. So there's a way to game it no matter so what if you're going to have a clock. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, again, I still feel like that was a good example because the guy, you know, we, we all, all three of us understand what UWW referees are looking for when they're putting mm -hmm. people on the shot clock. Um, and a lot of American, some Americans, especially if they don't watch a lot of national, they don't get it because it, it is significantly different than what what people would consider offensive or aggressive or stalling in folk style, right? It's mm -hmm. way different. Um, but yeah, I just don't feel like it's being game. So I, I guess when we talk about game thing, I think the perfect example, which I can't stand and I, I think is so stupid, I wish referees would just call it. And they have the ability to do it in folk style when the, the guy gets the four count and then they hop up. And then they get another four count, another four yeah, count. Like exactly. that is a great example of gaming the rule. Mm -hmm. But 
in in that instance, there is no rule that says the referee can't just call stalling for stalling's sake. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? They could. Like yeah. the referee definitely could do that, but they're choosing not to. So they are in fact allowing the bottom person or some sort of the top person to play with the rules. Yeah. And it, I mean, I don't know if you if you take issue with me saying gaming. I mean, I just think he built a style around how the rules are called, right? And it it worked for him and now he's going to the Olympics for the second straight quad. Um I don't know. I just felt like the the rules and everything came under real fire when I fair or not, like it or not, how it was called is how I expected the match to be called if Gadjev was going to yeah. impose his – if he was able to impose his game plan, it was going to look like this, and that's what happened. So yes. that to me is not – and not many guys can impose the strategy like this. Not a lot of guys could do this to Jordan Oliver, but this guy has a style yeah. where position – look how he's – Jordan could not clear out of the ties the way he normally would. If you looked at, his, at Jordan's previous matches, he was able to wrestle from space – keep guys at bay with his fakes and he wasn't able to do that here now he gets in on an awesome double leg here where man he was close to being able to run that for four um man he was right there and you know we got we knew he had a tough draw with even with beck bulatov out we knew that he was on the tough side you know the the top side was greece um that guy's pretty good and, and dave habit who I feel he's like he's all right. Dave Habit, damn near took it. Damn, yeah, Dave Habit really was really really close to winning that match. Every time it looked like Dave, Dave's going to break this guy, he just couldn't quite get the almost. I mean, he was right there, and so you know yeah. if Jordan's on that side, he would have won. But he the beat bottom, that dude. The bottom line is t- Team USA has a tremendous advantage. Fair or not, the, you can get mad at me. We have a huge advantage that we get to qualify for the Olympics through Pan Ams. That is a with. Compared to Asia and Europe, that is, true. that is so weak. Okay, comparatively speaking. Uh, you, wait. You, if you look at the, Europe, but is Asia really that much better? Who's in Asia? Who's the teams in Asia? Well, Iran's in Asia. Japan's in Asia. Um, Japan's not that good. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, Europe. Yes, I'm 100 in on Europe being way, way, way tougher. Um, I Hold guess on. what you'd have you have what Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan, those ones. Yeah, I mean Iran, Kazakhstan, I'm India, just, Japan, Kyrgyzstan, Mongolia, Uzbekistan, South Korea, Chinese Taipei, Tajikistan, Iraq. Um, so not as so no Azerbaijan, right? Really, they're, they're, they're Europe. They're in Europe. I'm a geography major. That doesn't sound right to me. Well, the lines are. I'm looking it up. They're sort of fake. Um, because uh, yeah. I thought those were okay. So yeah, but yeah, okay. So yes, I would agree. You're right. Asia is basically that's dude, tougher than Pan Ams. I mean, it's yeah. unquestionably tougher. Yes, than Pan Ams. If you look at the medal table, um, basically, if we avoid Cuba, we should be in uh, in general, and even then, we should we beat the Cubans a lot of the time. So listen, if we don't get it done at Pan Ams, you are rolling the dice every time. And we didn't get it done at Worlds. We didn't get it done at Pan Ams. And so you got dropped in a really tough bracket. And it's it's hard. I I have a, you know, we're 65. The struggles there are crazy. When you look at the guys that have been at this weight, had wrestled at this weight from 2006 on, we've had a lot of really good guys. And in 2016 and 2021, we were not able to qualify this weight for the Olympics outright. You know, um, yeah. Frank got in through some weird shenanigans with Meldonium, but 
that guy who he was bounced for was also who was actually Gajiev, the pole, the Poland guy he wrestled. Oh my! Uh, <laughs> ironically, so yeah. we're, we're back tied dealing with this guy again. He's from Dagestan, wrestles for Poland. So it's it's really hard when you consider one sixty five is probably the toughest weight in the world traditionally, year in and year out. It's just so deep, and now you have this what we're seeing in like NCAA wrestling, the open transfers. Now you've got a guy with Gajiev and, and Bekbulatov and all these transfers that make it that much tougher. So it's just really, really hard to get through at this weight. We're not that far off there, but we're just a little bit unlucky. And in back-to-back quads, we've lost matches at Pan Ams. We shouldn't have lost. Brent Metcalf should not have lost to Franklin Gomez. He never lost to Franklin Gomez. And even that match was controversially yeah. officiated. And then Zane... Zane beats yeah. Destrobats nine times out of ten. He was smoking them in a fluke thing, and we're not going to the Olympics, right? Um, yeah. So I, what? I still maintain we're that, still a little I mean, unlucky. This there. one frustrates me because I, I, you know, I love I, I like logic. To me, there's no logical explanation for this one weight class to be so difficult for us to meddle at. Because if you look at all the other weight classes, fifty-seven slash fifty-five. Um, 74, 86, 90 heavyweight. We have, I want to say since 26, 2006, we have multiple medals at each weight class. I mean, some like 74, we have a whole bunch. 90, 86, 97, we have a whole bunch. 57, how many do we have? At least two, because you, you got Henry and Gilman just off yeah. the top of my head. So that's eight um, in 2017. It's not been great at the lightweights, but we've qualified. So is, is there no other ones at 55, 57? Hey, Simmons no, we, was fifth once. No, because because Gilman ended the Suhudo drought. Oh, okay, all right. So, yeah, the, the, I guess so. The lightest two weight classes, but specifically sixty five. It always seems like we have such a great representative, um, and then we never come home with a medal. And I, I guess maybe it's just everyone else. So, why are other countries so bad at eighty six? Because you know, like obviously upwards gets thin for some countries, but eighty six doesn't seem like that large of a person. That that it should be that much worse than sixty five. Well, I think it goes in cycles too. Eighty six is not always like that. It used to be Sajulayev's weight, and there was a lot of really good guys there. And but how many uh, medals have we got at eighty six? Oh, so Herbert. You know, Herbert got a medal America? there. Yeah, America. <coughs> Herbert Our ability to get a medal. Um, and then Jaden medaled in sixteen. Yep, twice. Uh, sixteen and. 17. I mean, made the so team. was there no medal between 2010 and 2016? So Keith was representative. No. Um, Ed was representative. Day, no. uh, Jake, nobody? I don't think so. From okay. Jake Silver to Jaden, we didn't medal. Didn't medal for five years there. Mm-hmm. But then we got Jaden, Jaden, David. So, I mean, so we have four because there's no medal in 2009. Jake did not get a medal. In 08, Andy didn't get a medal. Mo never got a medal in 06, 07, right? Yeah. I mean, I the world's so. really, the world's good. You know, it's hard. Um, yeah. That's part of but it. But n- nowhere's as hard as, as 65 kilograms. Yeah, I just think it's a, I think it's a perfect storm, a little bit unlucky. I mean, I, I think you're, you're on, because we, we are not getting like destroyed when we go to worlds. It's not like the yeah. 2007, 2008, nine years where we're just like, we're just going 0 and 1 at multiple weight classes. Like, yeah. We're there. Like, Zane is there to beat Tobier, who's a world medalist. Yes. Frank Molinero was fifth. 
Um, Yanni is beating elite guys. Jordan has yeah. beaten elite guys. Like they're, we're we are not outclassed um, in a, in the sense that we're not competitive here. It's just I don't know. A little bit unlucky, and we're not elite. We're good. We're competitive, but we're not elite at, at sixty five. Yeah. And so with that, there's a little bit of then you throw in the world's never been tougher. You throw in this is the world's toughest weight. You throw in a little bad luck with qualifying the thing in, in 16 and 20, uh, 21, then, you know, yeah. that it happens. So it's kind of it a weird, weird thing. Um, it'll happen. We're going to get a medal there. It's not, we're not cursed, but, mm -hmm. it, but Bracky's not, Bracky's, Bracky's we maybe, might be cursed. <laughs> we may be cursed. Uh, maybe well, we're cursed. We, but hold on. We win medals at, at 60 and at 70, we win medals there. <laughs> Sorry, 61 and 70. Yeah. That's true. We had a bronze in 2019. Yeah, because we're or cursed eight, at 65. 18, 2018. We might um, be cursed. And we could be cursed. You know what? We can't rule it out. Uh, but I don't think we're cursed. I think we're we're a point away. Hey, Jordan lost to a really, really good guy. But that wasn't for a medal. That was just to qualify. Well, it's, it's – man, did you see these brackets? Like, it was – who was a – it was Takahashi yeah, versus who in they're the good. semi. I mean, it's like this is a – this tournament was insane. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. You know what we need to do, Christian? We need to eliminate um, what do they what do they call it? Uh, Oceania, that Southeast Asia slash Oceania region from qualifying spots because they're they're just terrible. And I think Africa gets some qualifying spots too, and they're also not very good. We should take some of those qualifying spots to put them back in the pool. Can we do that? Well, well, if we were trying to make the best field, that is exactly what you would do. But that's not the goal of the Olympics. Because they each get two, they each get two spots, correct? I don't know if they get two. They definitely have representation. Well, Pan Ams uh, get two, and Euros get two, and yeah, Asians I don't... get two. Yeah, maybe they do. Looks like the they African and Oceania was together. Yeah, that's what it was. So they oh, them. they bundle them. So yeah. okay, Algeria, so Cameroon, only... Egypt, Guam, Guinea, Guinea-Bissau, Morocco, Nigeria, Senegal, Tunisia. So they so there's four there's four continentals essentially, correct? So Pan Ams, uh, Euros, Asians, and that one. Yes. The African. Uh, so that's eight, uh, eight, and five at, then five at Worlds or six at Worlds, and then two at the last chance. Yeah. How long before? I mean, this is this is the transfer loophole that um, Americans need to exploit. Let's go to Africa, baby. Africa. New Zealand. I, you I mean, want to know my – okay, I'm going to break down my long-term plan for AWA on the show. You ready for this, Christian? <laughs> All right. I don't like where this is going already. <laughs> okay, so listen. I have um, I have, I have connections in Singapore. I was there. There's the Evolve gym. At some point, I'm going to take five AWA alumni. Once they graduate from college, I'm going to convince them to move to Southeast Asia and we're going to open up uh, AWAs in one in each country, right? So we got Singapore, we got Malaysia, Philippines, Indo. And then, right, they can, they can have tournaments. Because if you open up one, they can't have tournaments against anyone. So that's boring, right? Then they all wrestle each other. And then eventually they get better. And then they are the representatives for those countries at the Southeast Asian slash Oceania Games. Then we have two Olympians every, every cycle. What do you think? Oh, sure. Minimum. I mean, you love it, have, don't you? Yeah. Are you going to move to Southeast Asia? No, it's my, I mean, listen, if I was 25, if I'm 25 years old, 
single. Yeah, I'm going to go to Singapore and you know take some vacations every weekend. It's going to be outstanding. Coach some wrestling. It's going to be it's a tremendous opportunity for some of these athletes that we're going to do it with at some point in the future. Cool. <laughs> Come on, man. Young Christian Pyle, single, doesn't want to go to Asia and have a good time and go go you know coach some wrestling with some of his buddies and go on vacation. That sounds like fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could see. I can see. Uh... Maybe some guys wanting to do it. It would definitely not be for me. Okay. But I can, I'm certain that there are others that would be interested. Like and Mark think, Bader. Mark Bader would have been tremendous. Yeah, yeah he would have done it. He'd have been Olympian Mark yeah. Bader. Hey, so they're calling <laughs> Oliver Stone the America's heavyweight, which I love. I think that's a great – actually, he said America's – Who's calling ch- that? Uh, well, just one person on Twitter, but I'm going to say there, so it sounds like there's momentum because I really want <laughs> us to start referring to Ollie as America's heavyweight. Um, oh man that's great so okay we talked about the sad news with J.O. and Jesse Porter and Adam Kuhn uh, did not qualify either so that's it the field is set we've got 15 of 18 weights double dang second most I think double dang alright well, that's good of any uh, nation yeah I'm that's sure. what I, th- I thought sure. I saw you some tweet Russia has do you see most. what Sean, Sean Andrews said in the chat Sean in Marysville stand up Read it, because I don't. Talib Ramani is training at the Oklahoma RTC and has dual citizenship in Algeria and will be trying to qualify out of the African Continental in the next quad. Oh, he's going to hit that double. He likes that double reach back thing where, mm. uh, like Sajalayev hits. He's going to be hitting that in the world stage. Wait, double reach back? You know when guys, guys drape in the front headlock and they hold it and they, oh. they just hook the elbows? Chest crusher. That's chest crusher, Wisconsin is that move. what you call it? Oh, Sandra really? I have learned that. You know who? You know who had a great chest crusher? Who I just talked about like two weeks ago? You tell me. Good old Lightning Luke Smith from that their that their Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Oh wow, you kind of went head coach Kelsey Bakersfield. Fire up chips. He had a great boom chest crusher. Sit him through. You know he's a little strong dude. Yeah, he loved chest crusher. Nice. Uh, so yes. Russia had seventeen. They missed. They missed one of the Greco ones, I think. Um, are, is, are yeah, the Olympics still Iran, pretending that Russia is not coming and they're just going to make them wear the... I believe so, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so they had 17, Team USA, the next That'll was 15, with 15, and I believe Iran was the only country to get all six in Greco. Okay. I think that's a nomad factoid right there. <laughs> <laughs> Facts with nomad. Okay. Want to go to some questions from friends? Sure. Do it. Okay, cool. Uh, this one's from Sam Herring. Um, what makes college teams inconsistent? Um, he said, you know, he's talking about like Oklahoma State, kind of in and out of success. And is he saying, is it recruiting luck? Is it energy? What is it? He's talking about just the kind of undulations you see with programs, uh, I suppose. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this, Ben? Well, I, I have this theory, um, and it kind of goes through all um, – high school teams, college teams, specific regions, states, uh, potentially even the whole country, uh, is that when when the upperclassmen in a a program or an area are really strong, they have, they, they hammer the low, the underclassmen and the underclassmen then lose confidence, then glass themselves. And and on a team, right. A lot of them may quit and or transfer because they, they see they're never gonna see the light of day. Mm -hmm. Um, that then makes the underclassmen weak. So when those underclassmen then get to be upperclassmen, they 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 stay weak. 
And then when the new underclassmen come in, they, they have a lot more success, which then builds confidence, builds retention. They stick around more often. So then when they get to the upperclassmen, they're again then very, very strong. Um, and then the same cycle keeps happening over and over and over again. Man, uh, do what you have think? any examples where you've seen this? Where do you feel like this is happening? Um, I would have to go do some some data, but uh, yeah, no, I feel like it definitely, I think it absolutely happens on a state level, um, like the state of Wisconsin for, you know, or, or right, any any state, any country. Yeah, I feel like I, I need some data, but no, that's just my feeling. I don't have data to back it up. So part I need part to hire of, a data scientist to go run down my um, assumptions. Yeah, part of, um, you know, his question, you know, is it recruiting luck, energy from coaches? I mean, thinking about Iowa, did they, do you, do you think Tom Brands has had this like epiphany on coaching? Like, no, I think. No, same, they got same, lucky. Got Spencer Lee. Well, well that's, yeah. Spencer Lee's a, a part. So that's not luck though. That's not luck. It's not luck. I mean, Iowa built the reputation. Yeah, it is, of, it is luck. <laughs> you don't luck into winning the recruiting battle for Spencer Lee, dude. What do you mean luck? Okay, listen, but here's what you do luck into. Spencer Lee is, I don't want to say once in generation because that's pretty, that's that's kind of too dramatic, but. I don't think um, it is with I, him. Really? I don't think it's dramatic at with, all. With him, I don't think it is. Okay, so maybe not dramatic. Once in a while, like there's not a lot of people that are like him. He is very, and, and not only that, but he has kind of brought. Um, a new uh, energy into that program. There's, there is no doubt about that. I don't feel like, and so yes, it's not luck getting someone. That's not luck. But then what they're going to turn into, or, or, or potentially what they are at that point in time, um, man, you, you're not getting, you know, you, you, you're not getting a lot of people like him ever, ever. Well, here, here's my counterpoint. I think you luck into someone like, I'll say, like, think of like Jordan Burroughs. Okay, you, you, when he was getting recruited, even Mark Manning probably didn't know. Like, they, they're the only ones that offered him what they did scholarship wise, but they didn't know they were getting this, you know, the greatest ever, right? Spencer sure, Lee, I, hold on. Spencer Lee was, it was okay. known. This is the, a guy that loves it, who is utterly dominant. He is a guy who is about as sure a thing in college wrestling as, as we've seen. So it's not luck. Mm -hmm. It's like they targeted. They said this is a this is a game changer that we have to get, right? And they got him. And oh yeah, he changed the game. And they won a title. He's won three. He's gonna win four. He's gonna go down as the probably the greatest Iowa wrestler ever, right? So I yeah. don't I don't think that's I don't think that's luck. I, I don't think that's luck. Certainly, India, Spencer. I th so I think it's I think there is. I don't know. Can you really foresee what he had turned into for that program? Because obviously we knew he was going to be an elite level athlete. But again, you know, I'd say he kind of breathed new life into the program. And there's just almost been this shift in how people feel about Iowa since he got there and started doing what he's doing. So, yeah, a little bit of that is like not all. I'm not saying they're lucky and that's why they're winning. That's what I'm saying. Right. But there is a part of it which is unpredictable. Um that he has provided for them. I I can't say that they would have predicted all of uh, the feelings towards the program that, that he has brought in, but I think that they knew what he could be. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
I think so I would knew. say I would say the same thing with like you know a great another great example would be David Taylor to Penn State like David Taylor, you know he was the one that kind of birthed that program a little bit and there was a certain likability about him. Yes. Um, and like I don't know I don't think you can in hindsight hindsight maybe it, it's easy to see that you're you're gonna get there you, you predicted that but I think there's probably other people who you thought would be similar to those people who just never measured up or never became what you thought they were gonna become. I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a, a prophet, but I think it was, the it prophet seemed like Christian Piles, like, new nickname. I think it seemed like David Taylor was going to be really good. And he was kind of, he got the ball rolling because he was the, you know, they had good guys there. They had Ed and, and Frank and Clinton, yep. but he was the first recruit to like say, I'm going, I'm going where Kale goes. So I feel like he got the ball yes. rolling, but I think everyone kind of, yep. this guy won. He's a, First guy to win four Ironman titles. He went everywhere, won everything. He won it. I mean, look at the guys he beat in college or in high school. He beat like Kindig and Logan Steber. It was it was kind of understood he was going to be the real deal, just like Logan. And similarly, um, Spencer Lee. I think there's some guys that's just like almost can't miss. But do you, I don't know. But you guys see? I mean, I, I, listen. It's, it's myself at Missouri. Can. You can never see fully like the the personality and everything that they become because there's certain people that become magnets for that program where other kids want to go there because mm -hmm. of that person, and I don't I just don't I don't know that you can ever see that in high sure. school kids like I don't know that you can see that they're going to become this this thing that they become. Um, it, that one, that one to me, like I think maybe in hindsight you could say, "Oh, we saw it," but I don't know. That that's hard to me. Uh, All right. That, well, it's different. Saying. It's I mean, I mean, we're you're you're. It sounds like you're saying unless they predicted that they would do what they were going to do, then that this was luck. It's like they recruited Spencer to be a game changer, and he was. Did they know that he was going to recruit Austin DeSanto to come to Iowa? They, 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 see, this no. what I'm talking about. No. Yeah, but okay, sure. I sure, guess they, what I mean is they knew what they were getting is they knew yeah. that they were getting this guy that was going to win national titles. And when you win national and titles, a, people want to come there. And a bonus point machine. Yes. Right? Um, and yeah. Iowa had built, the, had built the reputation of being lightweight you for years and years and years. And yeah. Spencer Lee has these international and NCAA aspirations. And because of the brand that Iowa built for itself, at the, specifically the lightweights, it's like, yeah, this is a place for me to go. To be to reach my my true wrestling potential as as a as a lightweight. I mean, mm -hmm. directly. So I don't I don't think it's luck full on because they'd be like let's just how, let's just say there's a part of both. How about that? Okay, sure. Is that, is that a fair compromise? I like mean, there's obviously a, a little bit of it that is. I'd say it's ten percent luck, twenty percent skill. <laughs> oh God! Fif <laughs> and if we had to fifteen percent concentrated power, power of will. Of will. 100% pleasure. 5% pleasure and 50% or... pain. Oh, well, but then there's 100% reason to remember the name Spencer Lee. <laughs> that was Ben's walkout song. People don't realize that. That was his favorite song. Uh, I didn't I never walked out to that. But he yeah, Spencer Lee's pretty tremendous. Um All right, so we can answer Sam's question. There is there is luck to it cuz there's, there's luck. um guys getting hurt, uh getting in trouble. There's all kinds of stuff that goes into it off the mat or on the mat with injuries and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes you get tied up in money that's bad money, ends yeah. up being bad money. 
with guys that get hurt or don't pan don't out. pan out, and then they're still on the roster yes. though, and you're stuck <laughs> committed to all this money. Yes. Um, it's a little bit, yeah. I think the, I think every most programs have a there's a degree of undulation, I suppose, and there's a you know the the best teams are able to maintain that. There's only going to be a few programs that wait a year but, or ever that weather this storm and are consistent top yes. five programs. This is the way it is in almost any any college sport. Even even Ohio State, think about they they've recruited really well throughout, but they got some higher recruits that to this point are not going to pan out, and that that has put them out of the trophy contention for you know last year and you know at least a couple years. In, into the future, it looks like it's going to be tough, and they're going to be really good next year. But there's a couple guys that are eating up some money or eating up spots that they thought were going to be one thing, out. and they're they're not going to be that. So, I mean, to his question though, uh, right? Penn State and, and even Iowa has stayed a top five team for um, ten years plus, right? So, I mean, there's not really uh, total. If we're talking about you know, undulation, I guess if we're talking, they're not number one every single year, not number two every single year, but they are they are very, very high. Oklahoma State, I would say, has only had a year or two out of the top five. You know, Mizzou right now is a, a constant top ten. Like, they're in the top ten almost every single year. I so, mean, Ohio um, State, since 2007, has only finished outside the top ten once. Yeah, I mean, so there's not – all that much undulation it's not like they're going from second to 17th to third to 21st to right you True. see what i'm saying like yeah so that's a good point yeah okay I mean, penn state penn state would be the least because they've won how many now they've only uh, lost a couple times well they had won eight of uh they've won eight of they've won eight of ten because it was eight of nine and then they didn't win this year was the eight of nine counseling, ca counting the canceled COVID year? I don't. They didn't no, get the. No, it was not. I don't count that. Um, okay. There and then no they didn't. Well, then yeah, they obviously true. didn't no win the first win. one. So, really, it's it's tr really truly eight of twelve for them. Yeah. But either way, it's right. I mean, it's it's that's more winning than not. I think you'll take it. Yes. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, we all know Spay has great taste in music, but we don't get know too much about the FRL's crew's musical tastes. What do y'all listen to to get hyped? Um, well, this morning the Rock Auto commercial that played was <laughs> was got me fired up. It was a it was a banger for sure. Uh, ben, what do you like? Um, I don't listen to all that much. I was about music to say anymore. you don't listen. You more listen of a podcast to... guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm listening to this Michael Saylor, Robert Budlove series right now. It's outstanding. You know, I guess if I had to play something, generally 90s and 2000 rap, um, I find to be the most enjoyable to listen to. Okay, but no longer Snoop Dogg. You don't like him anymore, right? He's out. Mm, uh, just because I don't like someone doesn't mean I can't listen to their music. So, no. Uh, Snoop Dogg was not my favorite, but I, you know, I thought he was pretty good. I didn't like the later stuff that he came out with, more the early stuff. Yeah. That's often mm -hmm. true. Bracky? Uh, I've been on a big country kick. Usually get on a big country kick in the summer. Yeah. Uh, Luke <laughs> Holmes. Uh, Morgan Wallen. If he's uncanceled, if he's still canceled, then no, I don't listen to him. <laughs> Why'd he get canceled? That's not important. Um, okay. We just don't need to talk about it on the show. That's all. Uh, all right. Fair enough. I think, I don't know if he's out of trouble or not, so... 
But if if he's still in trouble, I didn't say that. <laughs> he definitely didn't. I don't even know what you didn't say. That's how much you didn't say. Right, exactly. Thank you. Um, I don't know how I would describe my musical tastes. Um, I like a lot of country and, I don't know, southern things. Um, yeah, folk kind of music. I like blues and funk and classic rock and I don't know. Bracky's been, been subjected to a lot of my playlists. Um, it's fine, of, yeah. Kind of all over the place. Probably more country than anything, though. I'm a little bit country. Bracky's a little bit rock and roll. You know how it is. Boom. All right. If you had a hundred grand to invest in crypto right now, what would you buy, Ben? Askren? Oh, I don't, Ben's I don't gonna be like Ben's gonna be like. I don't well, give I... financial advice. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Um, you have a whole podcast about this. I listen to. And it. we don't give financial advice. We just we just talk about Bitcoin and other stuff. Listen, I always tell. I just had lunch with someone yesterday. We we're talking about. Do your research. Re- read some books. Read Bitcoin Standard. It's unfortunate that most people these days don't want to do their own research. They just want to listen. To someone says, "This is the savior. Buy this coin. You're gonna make 10x." Yeah, and, which uh, one is you know, that? We mid- should buy that one. Well, we're midpoint through this cycle, so a lot of them have 10, roughly 10. I mean, Ethereum's 20x from where we were last year. Um, a lot of them have 10x by now, so I don't know if they're gonna 10x in the end of the cycle. You know, maybe we're 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 gonna see some really nice gains um, with top of the cycle is likely the end of this year or so, uh, and then we'll probably see some fall off after that. Brian Hellickson likes the uh, Wonders, aka the Oneaters. Great reference. Hmm? That thing you do. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. Oh, it's funny. It's a good movie. From your EPA. Yeah, my, my, my wife uh, laughs at me because I miss a lot of pop culture. Reference. Well, I miss. They make fun of me because I don't watch many movies at all. But I've at least seen that one. Hmm. Um, what did Nick Lee's tweet about uh, not being able to wait to see RBY at one forty one mean? He done or moving up? It means Penn State likes to mess with people on yes on twitter he's not they said this it was on ig too though oh it was on so, the gram just so, yeah it was on the gram uh yeah they, nick lee said in a podcast before last season he's moving up or, or taking an olympic red shirt yeah, yeah. rby has tweeted he's moving up before and then just be like oh i'm just messing with you guys like they like to they like to mess with people I like to mess with people stir yes. stir it up a little bit I I mean RBY literally I remember when Instead of Blades got canceled and he was working out with Sebastian Rivera weighed one thirty seven. Yeah. He's not as big as people think. Yeah. Skinny guy. So I don't I don't see him moving up. Obviously if he moved up, I'm sure he'd do fine. Um yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's going. I think they're classic mess around. Okay, next question. A lot of lot of uh, Dean related questions that we sort of answered throughout of the show. Oh, can we get into something? No, you have it on the bottom here. Uh, they some of these people are trying to say 2017 184 is better than uh, 2008 149, and I disagree strongly. Good. Um, Good. You um, do too, because absolutely. what these guys would become is what they were at that time. Sure. Counterpoint, Jordan Burroughs was not the world Olympic champion. That's fair. Uh, yeah. But but I'm, I'm still not, with I'm you because like that. at the time we were like, this is this is insane, right? Um I do think this was a yes. I mean like okay, for Foster and Mock Foster for example, and Mock, they were not on that level. They were not national champion they were not. level at that point in time. They Foster weren't all American at that time, I don't think. Foster, I think, was. Um, okay. Drew Foster. Uh, but but Mock was like 
he was like Mm-mm. qualifier, won a match or two, but nothing that would indicate he would win a national title, right? Yes. He was like round mm-hmm. of 16, 32 type of type of guy. So yeah, I I agree. I don't think it it I don't think that it's hot on that level, right? I don't think it's yeah. there. I and think I it's, even think like Bo Nickel got so much better after this year. So much better. Because he lost to Miles Miles that year. That year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he never lost again at, from this point on. That said, here's what needs to be recalled is the Damn bracket. Is the the wrecking ball that Gabe Dean was that year. And that he was yeah. destroying mm-hmm. everyone. And he was he was, I'm pretty sure, leading the Hodge vote. Going into lead, leading the Hodge criteria for what it's worth, they may have given out this. two to three that year. Um, I'm pretty sure he was. He w- he was. <clears throat> Are and, you guys sure? Yes. What year was this? 2018. 2017. No, Zane won it that year. He won it, but I'm pretty sure Gabe was. Um, I, I know we have some stuff about this. Mm, but he was up there. I don't think so. We can look at it. Because um, we we did, crap, we did some hard drinking. I mean, I, I I think he was. I think maybe he was trailing. So th- that year it was Zane, Jaden, Kyle, Nolf. So I would I would venture to guess that. I think that was injured Nolf year also. I believe no, that was um, the next year. It was not okay. That was the next year. So I I think Zane might have been. I'm sorry, Gabe might have been the guy that was right behind Zane, but I don't think zane was so ridiculous with the bonus points i mean he was almost 100 percent in february we had um gabe as the number one ranked guy by the by the criteria so it was, was in february gabe was, gabe was 23 and 0 at that point okay. 18 Three falls days. 18 falls one tech fall and three majors so that's a 96 percent bonus rate and 17 or 78 percent 18 of 23 ben and wow. Zane, that was good. I, Zane was sixteen and zero with eleven falls, two tech falls, uh, one major, and one forfeit. So that's sixty nine percent falls, nice, nice. and ninety three percent bonus. Wow. Okay, I stand corrected. And uh, unquestionably, Gabe Dean was in a tougher bracket, so he would have had the quality of competition metric because um, he had a returning champ and Miles Martin. He had Bo Nickel, who everyone knew what he was. So, uh, in addition to the other studs that were in there. So, yeah, he was he was likely going to win if he had just won that weight, and he lost a tight one to Bo Nickel. Yeah, crazy weight. It's not the it's not as good as two thousand eight one forty nine. Sorry, at FRL is the best. Sorry, Hunter Gamble, you're the man too. But, um, and I'm pretty sure you were in that bracket, Hunter. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna go there. But you're but, just uh, not correct. A fine fine weight, no doubt. Probably it would Very be a good. fun fun exercise to rank like the top ten greatest NCAA weights of all time. That'd be fun. That would be. Okay. Any advice from Ben to someone who's about to have surgery? Man, that's a that's a very open ended question. Uh, good luck. Hope you got good doctors and and Great work advice. hard on your rehab process. There you go. Another deep one. Boom. All right. <laughs> Uh, What's your advice, Christian? Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't have any advice. I'm not the professional athlete anymore. I'm retired. Don't uh, die. You don't die. Work hard at recovery. That would have been my only advice. Nailed it. Don't take a lot of pain pain medication. 
That'd be my other advice. Uh, as I am a doctor. All right. Last question, I think, then we're going to go. Do you see a time when an Olympic medal isn't considered the highest achievement in wrestling? Other than limited additional exposure, the Olympics seemed like an overall negative for sport. Um, yeah, I could see that. I'm not sure. I, I, I could definitely see I it. I envision it. I like the idea of it. But you see, here's the thing. The Olympics is what gets these governments to invest so tremendously right. in their athletes, right? Russia um, wants to have good Olympic athletes yes. so that they represent themselves well at the world stage. USA Wrestling, even to, to, a, to a degree, right? I think there's a lot of examples of this. So I think... But there's a lot of examples to the other point. The other point, Christian, is any sport that um, is highly professionalized, a.k.a. Tennis, golf, mm -hmm. uh, baseball, football, except soccer, right? The, they're uh, bicycling. They're, uh, there's probably almost more examples that are opposite, where the Olympics is not the most prestigious. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. You guys probably know more about say track and field and swimming than than me. Um, no, nope. but they're not. Olympics is the most prestigious. Or you don't you don't know more. I don't know more. I don't know more. I know swimming, it has to be most prestigious. Uh, track, it's got to be too. What else is there in track? Well, I don't I mean, about like, I, mean, see, I don't know a lot about tennis, but I do know like the other ones that are definitely more prestigious. Oh, 100%. For yeah, sure. Tennis, soccer, golf. Uh, they, sure. they just came into the Olympics, but winning the Masters or any British Open means so much Way more. Better. Yeah. 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 So, so, like, I mean, and this question wasn't closed ended. It didn't say in the next 10 years, because if that was a question, I'd say no, but. If we want to say in forever, um, yeah, I, and I even, I even think uh, as woke as the culture is getting, you may see like the Olympics be looked upon as this uh, entity which is suppressing athletes' earnings, keeping it all for themselves. Because those are true. Like, you know, I actually don't like when woke culture goes after good people, but I don't really know. I don't know if I see the IOC as good people. So I don't mind if the woke culture goes after them. Yeah, certainly there's <laughs> – yeah, we've uh... – We've made that a pretty consistent, stable show talking about that and, and the ways the Olympics aren't great for, for wrestling. But I think it, it's tough to see. I mean, think about Russia and Cuba and Iran. If that goes yeah. away, what does it look like? What is, and what does wrestling look like without these countries? And I mean, just really think about all the former Soviet republics. What does wrestling look like without the Olympics? How into it are they going to be without the Olympics. I don't know. Maybe maybe the World Championships becomes the thing, but I think maybe a lot there's of there's a type of professional league that becomes a thing. Yeah, um, obviously that would be a preference of mine. Um, yeah. So yeah, with that, what a show! Oh my gosh, Drama Central. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. Come heck or high water. No, we won't have Oliver Stone back. Yes, Still, he is America's heavyweight. This dude, listen, Kyle Brackey, he makes the drive from West Virginia to Texas in, in a night with a baby. Yeah, okay, it's supposed to. It's like twenty hours, and we get it done in under twenty-four with a baby and a dog. Uh huh. Oliver, what's his excuse? No dogs, no babies. He's just, it's just, it's a constant theme. And no, he's extra. He's extra, but he's, he's extra. admittedly extra, which I can appreciate. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, we'll get him back Thursday. We can't wait for that day. 
We miss the big guy. We miss America's heavyweight. We know America misses him, but he'll be back. He'll be back soon. It'll be a great thing. And with that, we're out of here. Thanks to Ben. Congrats to AWA. 20 state champs and cadets and juniors, apparently. Maybe. Pretty good. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Peace.